I'm Trey from Mouth for War, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. Maximum terror. Ah! That's your target audience, baby! Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, Medical Doctor, uh, Phantasm Podcast, and we've got Trey today, uh, and he is gonna—he is the vocalist um, <clears throat> for a really cool band that I am new to, but I'm happy as hell to promote, uh, Mouth for War, and their uh, record, Bleed Yourself, and uh, Trey, thank you for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you doing this. Um so, just to kind of jump right in, uh, when did you guys start uh, the rotting process for uh, Bleed Yourself? Um, if I had to estimate, I'd say a year and a half, maybe two. There was a pretty long gap between our first LP and this one. Uh, uh, I think initially when we started writing, it wasn't really known what was happening next. We hadn't really met with Monarch or anything yet. Right. Uh, we just were starting to write some stuff for fun, and the first few songs ended up being some of my favorite rec- uh, songs on the new record still. But at the time, we were thinking about trying to do some type of concept EP, like a short to the point, but it built into this, and uh, really stoked to get the rest of it out. Awesome, awesome. Um, and then as far as uh, like uh, mixing and production and all that stuff, is it different than the first release? Yes, actually, um, this is the first one that we didn't do on our own, which was, um, it was like kind of scary at first because we've always had this vision of what we were trying to do and we've had tried a few things that didn't work out for us with some other uh, producers, but yeah, we went to our friend Pete Grossman at Bricktop this time and it came out exactly how I wanted it to come out for sure. He, he did, he, he knocked it out of the park with that and we had a lot of fun hanging out in Chicago for a week with him. Excellent. Yeah, it's 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 killer. Um, so let's jump into this record. If you want, we'll just kind of burn through it here. You tell me a little bit about each song. Uh, the opening track, uh, "Roses in Place of Your Ashes." Let's talk about that one. Yeah, that was one of the uh, also one of the earlier tracks we wrote. Um, it was one of those things that came together really easily and naturally, and felt like what we were trying to do as the next step. And when it uh, came as a demo initially and I sent it to the group, everybody was immediately, that's that's the first song. That's definitely the first song on the record. So the fact that even after bringing together a whole 13 songs, it still stayed, not necessarily all of our favorite, but just felt like the perfect opening to our, our second piece of art, you know? Sure. Um, I really love how that one came out. I think it's got a little bit of everything that Mouthful War does and then a couple elements of stuff that we've never done before. So I think it's a great way to open it up. Yeah, absolutely. Kicks ass. It's great. Um, Let's see the second track, uh, The Plight of Those You Left Behind. Yeah, um, that's a a very different one for us. Like right right off the bat, that kicks in with the 
well, one big influence we tried to bring in on this record was Meshuggah, and that was the one for sure. I think it's obvious as soon as you hear it that it has the Meshuggah influence. Sure. Um, so we kind of wrote on that after after writing the intro to that song. We wrote on that metal vibe and tried to keep it like metal and really dark. Um, I think that one came together in a, a very unique and like big sounding way that we don't usually hit a lot. And then uh, we have our friend Blaze uh, that sings for a band called No Cure comes in about halfway through the song and that just really tied it together for me. I, I love Blaze's voice and uh, it hit that spot perfectly. So we wanted that one to really, <clears throat> after, after track one fades out, you know, that one just smacks in and that was sure. the goal. So we kept that right at second. That's great. Uh, your friend did a great job with the extra stuff there too. It's awesome. Uh, let's see, uh, track three, Captivated. Captivated. Yeah, that one just came out today on YouTube. Um, I wrote that song about. This is a definitely weird one for me because I've never wrote about a subject like this or tried to keep on the same track like this. But uh, the whole record is for my sister, which passed away in 2020. I'm sorry. And this song specifically is. Um, I actually ate some mushrooms and I was hanging out with my cat and I, I felt like for the first time that I was almost visited by my sister's presence in a, in a weird way that was extremely calming and that is like a feeling that I'll never forget because I've not felt it since. So that had a very strange vibe to the instrumentals and it, it fit perfectly to talk about that experience that I had. That's, I'm sorry to hear about your sister. That's great, you know, therapy to work through it with music. I think that's great. Um, and yeah, killer sure. song too. Um, Let's see, uh, track five, uh, or excuse me, uh, track four, No Grace. No Grace. Um, this is one I, I strayed off of the path of of the grief themes and stuff a little bit and kind of talks on essentially just um, angry at, at God, I guess, or at whoever the creator is. Um, sure. I'm not a person who necessarily believes in God, but it's just kind of a, angry song like a kind of why me kind of song sure if anything that one is more about the kind of people because there are there are two songs that have that same theme that that one no grace is more talking about the kind of people that will tell you that everything happens for a reason or that god wanted your sister and having like that kind of stuff is really <laughs> upsetting to me so i kind of touched on on the subjects of just just being angry overall about that situation right yeah, it's um, what a it's incredibly well laid out the the record and everything. It's really cool, just everything about it, and you getting incredibly personal with it. I appreciate that. Um, and let's see, uh, track five, "Taste of Steel." Um, "Taste of Steel" is kind of like a, a metaphorical song. This is another one that I purposely tried to take a new or try to go for a new take on how I wrote to this one and tried to keep it in a storyline, essentially. Um, this, one, this song is just essentially a hypothetical situation of killing somebody from um, from a different point of view, I guess, uh, not realizing that you have it in your heart to actually kill somebody, and that's sure. essentially what the whole song is about. Very cool. Great track. Uh, let's actually, I forgot that one. That one has our friend Colton from Sledge up in too. That oh, Sledge cool. is a very cool band. Nice. Um, 
Let's see, uh, track six in lieu of flowers. Yeah, that one we just wanted to, to split up the record uh, with something different. You know, all of us are huge Deftones fan, and that's essentially what we were going for there. I think maybe even has a little bit of a Linkin Park vibe, just the groove. Um, that was also the only song on this record that I mixed myself just because I wanted it to have oh, wow. a different feel right in the middle. Nice. So yeah, it's essentially just an interlude with a with a vibe that we wanted to bring at some point. Very cool. And then leads us right into track seven, The Devil. Yeah, that one um, is also <coughs> essentially an aggressive song about uh, about revenge, uh, about um, paying somebody back for the pain that they've they've sent your way, and. Um, I think that might actually be the first song that we wrote for this album and still ended up coming out to be one of my favorites in general. So I'm very stoked on that one. Yeah, that's a great song. Really, really cool. Uh, let's see, track eight, Saturate Me. Yeah, this was, uh, we used this one to kick off the record cycle. Um, we thought this song had a little bit of everything that we do um, in it as well as being one of our longest songs that we've had. So we figured that was a perfect way to, to announce the album after already putting out the Monarch thing. Sure. Um, this song is kind of about um, a struggle that I had <coughs> feeling like I, uh, it's a little hard to explain sometimes, feeling like um, I was repressing certain memories and thoughts of my sister that at some point I, realized that I kind of had to open up and let these things take over and let these things uh, really think about these things and not avoid thinking about them so I could pick them apart and um, maybe come to more understanding what was happening with my brain and with my grief. So this song is kind of about opening up to that instead of trying to stray away from it like a lot of the other songs. Okay, excellent. Um, track nine, Under the Gun. Under the Gun is... Uh, uh, they're kind of back to back intentionally and they were the first that was the very first song on this record we put out actually uh, to announce that we had signed with Monarch before the album but it has a pretty similar theme to Saturate Me except pretty much the opposite um, this song's about feeling very attacked by by memories and intrusive thoughts and almost feeling like you just want to forget everything that happened but also with the fear that forgetting means forgetting you know forgetting the person that you loved sure um and yeah that's those songs go hand in hand with with the same but opposite themes so we felt those were perfect to flow together saturate me and under the gun yeah gotcha yeah yeah that's it's uh yeah it's like a like i said i, I as awkward as it may sound it's i i find it a lot of people might find it relatable for you to go through losing someone very important to you through the album. I, I think it's awesome. Um, it just makes me like the record more personally as a listener. Um, not that you lost someone, but that you're able to uh, talk about it with your with your art, you know, with the record. Um, let's see, uh, track 10, Talking to God. Um, yeah, that one is pretty much exactly what the title is. It's, it's got similar themes to No Grace, but this is more directed directly towards like the creator and just being angry 
a very very why me kind of thing and sure. why would uh why would any real god want things like this to happen on earth and just touching about how just pissed you know about the situation i am in that one that one's just a very aggressive song sure and then uh track 11 shattered self um shattered self is um it's more of just a, a fun bouncy song but it's, it kind of just overall subject of just touching on grief and feeling like you're losing touch of yourself because you're spending so much time in a rut um feeling like you can't look at yourself and feel like you're the same person that you were before and that's what shattered self is about <clears throat> gotcha uh let's see track 12 the rush of seeing red um this is the only song on the record that i it doesn't sound silly, but I would say it is intended to be just a little bit silly. The instrumental was supposed to be just all mosh parts. It's supposed to be heavy, mad song. It's pretty much just about beating ass. <laughs> That's all I can really say. Okay. It's, just, <laughs> it's uh, also just kind of a hypothetical. It's like, uh, yeah, it's just supposed to be pissed off. It's talking about kicking ass. <laughs> gotcha. And then track 13, Bleed Yourself. Yeah, Believe Yourself is just obviously the the wrap-up of the whole record. Um, <clears throat> trying, to, trying to get the lyrics in my head. I haven't thought about this one in a while. Um, definitely thought it was a good way to wrap it up because of the way it ends. It kind of, a lot of our songs end or pay off with a big heavy part, but the end of this one just turns into like kind of a jam session that just loops and loops. And then um, at the end, it's just Mason drumming for a couple bars, and we thought that was just such a cool way to end the record. You can hear the drums in the big-ass room at Bricktop that we love the way that room sounds. You just hear everything like you're sitting right in front of Mason. So right. we figured that was a perfect way to wrap it all up. <clears throat> so um, for the cover art, can you talk about that for Bleed Yourself? Yeah, we... Um, this the the one that came out to be picked was definitely not an idea that we had per se we we had sent out to a few artist friends that we had used um a kind of not sketch but just a rough idea of what we wanted or these like thoughts that we had that could be incorporated into a piece of art and uh didn't end up really coming out like we imagined it so we uh we hired our friend ringo that does a lot of our our like t-shirt artwork and stuff and just gave him some visual elements, some colors and stuff, and he sent that back, and it was pretty much like something we couldn't have thought of, but it was absolutely perfect. Um, the sunflowers were uh, a symbol for my sister that we use a lot, and I didn't even ask him to do that. It, it was perfect. The, the stained glass and the church kind of style touches on a lot of how the songs, like the stuff the songs talks about, and... Uh, yeah, he just knocked it out of the park with that one. That was all Ringo's brain there. <clears throat> yeah, it's fabulous. Um, and then as far as the uh, the uh, like the track order, did did you did you guys all just sit down and figure out, hey, this is going to go here, this is going to go there, or was it just did you do all that by yourself, or as far as like the track order? Yeah, that was definitely kind of a band effort. And I think as, you know, I'm sending out demos and we're like pulling these songs together, everybody's kind of formulating an idea of how they could flow in their head. Sure. But um, 
Yeah, there's definitely no no order as to like even how I read them wrote, wrote them. They're very mixed up. Which yeah, we had to sit down and really think about those. How would this fade into the next one? And we really like to use like cinematic sounds and weird samples, and we wanted to split it up in a cool way with that. Figuring out which uh, sample ideas we had that worked with the lyrical content of the songs, and it came out very naturally. I feel it, I don't think it was really hard to decide what went where. I think the main thing was we we all love each song so much it was hard to figure out which ones would be later in the album, but it, it definitely came together easily. Excellent. And then was it hard picking like single tracks and video tracks and all that for you? Uh, surprisingly, no. I think uh, pretty much immediately everybody had an idea of what they wanted to do, and the the few that we had um, under the gun, saturate me, and captivated. I think we're on everyone's list, so it, it kind of came out pretty easily. We knew from the start that Under, Gun, Under the Gun would be number one, just because just happens to be the heaviest song that we've written in general, and we just wanted to come out the gates with that. But, sure. Yeah, I think the decisions for that came pretty naturally. <laughs> and then what about, um, you've got your, uh, your, your uh, hometown show. Uh, talk about that coming up in November. Yeah, November 25th at the Black Sheep. It's um, honestly, in our opinion, one of the best venues in the country after playing all over the place. So um, we used to play here a lot. We've actually put off playing here in town in Colorado Springs for about a year and a half in preparation just for this show because we knew this would happen at some point. So um, yeah, this is this feels like a big deal to us and all of our friends because we've just been waiting for this very moment and it, we're very very excited to hit this stage again, play in front of all of our friends and finally play all these songs that we've just been jamming and getting comfortable with. <clears throat> excellent. Excellent. Um, so as far as like doing tours and stuff, have, have you guys done a lot of the like European festival stuff? Have y'all messed with any of that yet or? No, we have not made our way out of, uh, out of the U S yet, but we're definitely hoping to next year. Yeah, I, it seems like a lot of people like to do a lot of festival stuff. I I can only imagine what that's like. It'd be fun to you know visit other countries and play festivals and all that fun stuff. Um, plus, oh, you yeah, break, we, we get just, to see a lot of crazy bands. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Excellent. Well, man, this record is is fantastic. Um, and kids, pick it up. Uh, Bleed yourself from uh, <clears throat> this amazing band, Battle for War. They're awesome. Uh, Trey, as far as like uh, touring in the past, um, besides there, obviously you mentioned the, the, the venue there in Colorado Springs. Uh, did you have a, a venue you liked playing at when you guys were out on the road somewhere? Like another one that you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, man, that's a hard one. There's, we've, we've been pretty much all over the country so far. Um, I would say, unfortunately, it closed down right after we played there, but the, uh, I think it was called Holy Diver in Sacramento, California. Oh, cool. I think that was one of the coolest spots I've played. Nice. That's, yeah, I've never uh, never got to go to that venue. Um, that sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I wish you the best with this record. Um, it's, it's killer, uh, all 13 tracks. Um, and uh, thanks for sharing uh, about the record. And, uh, yeah, I wish you yeah, guys all the best. So I appreciate you having me. Yeah, man, thank awesome. you for doing this. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on, and, and uh, see you guys out there on the road, and uh, 
yeah, man, I wish you all the best with this. I appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm.